athleticism of Cox. He can go on the number third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. And my name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. And it's a win. It's a win. It's a win, baby. It's oh. a, so uh, where the energy level is, is oh, man. so much nicer. It is. It really is. You come over. Scotty's texting me today going, sorry, we're coming over tonight. Yeah, we've got, the, we've got um, our incredible guest on tonight, um, which we'll mention. But we'll do it now. It's George and Nance Cowan. But uh, incredible guest. Come over this time. I was bursting through the door. It's so much more fun to do these shows when we've got a win. And it's, you know... People who know the podcast know how much I can't stand Hawthorne. So it's yes. just, and Sam Mitchell just has a beautiful add-on to that. Yep. I can't stand both, uh, and I'll be honest with that, I just can't stand them. Uh, so, yeah, here's, here's me watching the game in the third quarter. I think it's six or seven minutes into the third quarter. We're 25 points down. Things are going a little bit to my head and on script. I just and, thought and, it was going to go and, bad. And, you know, a few turnovers again. Um and then 25 points down, six minutes into the third quarter, we just go on a tear. And from there on, we win. We win. We actually have a 52 point turnaround. It's insane. In the final quarter, we have 11, 11 more inside 50s, nine more tackles, and four more clearances. We just own it. We kick 50 points in the last. I didn't know we could kick 50 points. No, in the no, quarter. it's it's nuts. It it's really a, is. Which I think it was the first time we scored 50 points since 2012 or 11. Um, wow, that's in a, in a in a final quarter. That's so good, but damning. It was um yeah it was but it was look just to see us overrun and and claim the victory like from Hawthorne, it was really exciting to watch to see us having a bit of dare run through the middle see Hindy just just sprinting through guys. Um, it's like oh where's this been? Uh, it's it was so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean. It's so nice when you hit some targets too. <laughs> but yeah. even, even the forwards were spreading. Um, uh, Francis started getting involved. And, you know, I'll talk about him later, but he was he was doing some good team things that were that were uh, freeing up righty. Uh, so just forwards were working together in the second half. Uh, yeah, the back six was doing as best as they could. Um, I thought Heppel and, um, and Laverde were... And you can add a hindy, but those three were outstanding. Yep. So, Redmond was on half of one leg. Yeah, actually, he was that sorry, sick. I shouldn't even miss out Redmond because he probably was almost in my vote. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and yeah, like you said, Redmond, uh, who spoke to Cal Toomey, said he was <laughs> when he woke up on game day, he thought he wasn't going to play. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. well. And, um, and for AFL footballers who want to play. Like they want to yeah. play, they train so hard during the week, and in their this is their careers, man. They want to play AFL football. They never just want to sit out because they've got a cold. For a bloke like Redmond who wants to play He's, footy, yeah, yeah. to actually say oh, I wasn't right, then he must have been real close to being not awfully right. <laughs> yeah, well, how about with the five guys who weren't right? Uh, oh, who, like, yeah. So look, you know, even though it's great beating Hawthorne, I think 
what I loved most was the spirit of the whole game uh, because that was definite backs against the wall. I know, and before anyone goes, I know we're playing a bottom four team. I get that. You know, it's not normally when you you go on too much because I get the nope. circumstances. They're not yeah. a great. They're not a great team. Um, they were, in, I'll say, in decent form, um, but just of what had happened, we lost Cox and Stringer, uh, and then we lose five guys. But as Josh Marnie also admitted that you know, it's a handful of guys that did play that weren't you know that weren't right, uh, like Drapes and and Red and, and a few others. So when you factor all that in and the major disruption and just the headache that day would have involved, um, it was a really terrific win. It, it, you just can't say, and and it's just great that we claimed it. We, you know, in that third quarter, we just wanted it more. And I think I love games like that. And to, for all the circumstances around it, uh, for us to want it more in that situation, I was pretty proud of the group, to be honest. And, and <laughs> you know, you know, things aren't going right when Alistair Lord's sitting up to play because he was not ready to play for senior footy no, just he really quite is yet. Not. He looked like, seriously, he looked like somebody threw a jumper, an Essendon t shirt on a dude from the crowd. He just looks like he, he looks like a kid that they've dragged onto the field who's on there because his dad's playing 300 games or something like that. He just looks like a kid. It was hilarious to uh, see him out there. You can't, he's got an infectious joy about him. I'll give him that. I like it. Just like you see some clips of him on the boundary line. He's just smiling. Just, <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, it's great. And like, I like his own little admission after the game uh, when he said, you know, said, yeah, because I was talking to him, Channel 7. And I said, you know, we hoping to go on. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, but you know, in you know, in that first sixty seconds when Cirque Thatcher went down, oh yeah, he went, oh crap, I think I'm going to have to play now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can imagine though, we're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to play the whole game here. I like, like, I like the idea of sitting on the bench with the boys. <laughs> this looks really good, man. I'm up in the seniors, uh, no so responsibility currently. It was an unusual game and day, uh, and. Ter- Terrific result that we won. I'm so glad to be on the good side of a game like that. Like we could have – it might have been like twice as damaging to us if we had lost badly and Zerk had gone down and we had to put Lordy in there, blah, blah, blah. That would have been twice as bad than us actually winning a game like that because to to win a game like that, we've got a lot of – what's the word? A lot of momentum. I hope it does. Honest to goodness, I hope it gives us – some momentum. It's a bit of a different win. It was a big win. It was a good win. I hope it gives us cement momentum. I hope the the my last couple of podcasts of and I sort of spoke about it on the um, the team selection show for the Patreon guys just recently. I, I reckon there's a big black cloud hanging over the whole club and over each one of the players, and it just it makes them drop their head when they're under pressure, and that's and I understand that. I hope that cloud is just dissipating a little bit, just to show them what it feels like to win again and the joy of feeling that way. But I said this to Scotty earlier. Nobody should be celebrating. I'm glad we're doing this podcast on a Monday. Nobody should be celebrating past tomorrow lunchtime. That's it because <laughs> the cutoff we, point of like- that's the cutoff point, mate. Because we just beat. Probably the second worst side in the AFL, right? Like Hawthorne had their 14th string Ruckman in. They had players out left and right themselves, and they're no good, right? At the moment, Hawthorne are massively rebuilding. They're no good, and we beat them. We're supposed to. But then you put down the caveat of we had five blokes come out before the game, and we put five blokes in, and we still won it. So 
honest to goodness, what the hell do I know? <laughs> but um, no, no celebrating past tomorrow because we, we should have won that game. We did win that game. Now we just have to, again, it was the second worst tie. We didn't just knock Melbourne off the top of the ladder, right? We beat Hawthorne. I think they're second last or something at the moment. So no celebrating past tomorrow, but we're going to celebrate for the rest oh, of this they're, podcast. They're actually 12th. 12th, okay, right. So uh, celebrating for the rest of this podcast, absolutely, and I'm more than happy, all credit to the boys, especially those guys that came in, but we've, we've, we can't accept that as being just an incredible Oh, no, we've got win. to back it up. That's just – That's it. You know, and, and back it up in in performance and effort. It doesn't guarantee a win in Sydney and Sydney, but you just want to see that same spirit and same dare. I want to see Hindy's run. Yeah. I want to see that sort of stuff. You want to see that. Uh, and and you know if you lose in, uh, with trying that and it just the Sydney were too good on the night, you, that's I think fans can accept that. Yeah, you just you don't want the sideways to come creeping back. No, and uh, you can see it. The, yeah. the the difference between that game and the week before and the week before that and the week before that, chalk and cheese. Oh, Absolutely, second chalk half and was cheese, just man. second half was a little bit more like last year for me. It was yeah. it was um it's why we scored. I mean it's our that was our highest score for the year and also the best defensive effort. So there was a lower score by an opposition for the year. So that, and that was more what we were doing last year. So you know I think we had 19 shots on goal in the second half. So it, that's exactly the formula you want to bring into next week. Different obviously Sydney SCG Thin, different you know, way you play the game, the th- whole thing. Yeah. It's obviously uh, the width of the of the ground is very very small, so different kind of you don't have the spread is not as easy because the wings there's hardly wings there. Yeah, um, and you've got you've got a reasonably talented bloke running out from full forward as well. So I think Zach Reed's going to know he's alive um, <laughs> next week as well. Uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting who that matchup is. So I reckon it might be Laverta actually. But anyway. but speaking. Of the common race and full forwards. Hello. Hello. <laughs> when you put the ball out in front of that boy, look what happens. Two meter Peter. Eh? Is, that was that was a sensational game. But the first half, man, like I kept saying to you, whoa, why what's righty doing down at centre half back and on a wing and taking marks and stuff? He was the perfect foil down there. Mm. Scotty and I have lamented the fact that we haven't got marking tools. Sammy Draper, bless, had another great game. Four possessions. I read on the thing, man. It was the strangest. What? It, it was the strangest. Wrong? I don't know what anyone else thought. Because I actually thought he played really, really well. And I had thought a, so. Had a really big impact on the game. But obviously it was more just the follow-up ruck and the ruck. Yeah. Because he, it was – I almost like – I felt like it was someone got the stat wrong. Because I didn't feel four? like I watched four disposals. I'm no, like, that's insane. But, yeah, he's not – Obviously a noted mark around the ground, but um, but yeah, he was to, to see yeah. Righty up there taking those marks and stuff early in the first quarter. That was great. He yeah. was involved, man. He was taking marks left and right. The the opposition bloke didn't know whether or not to go with him up there, but then putting the ball out in front of him when we went into towards him inside fifty was great. He, yeah. He's just what a pickup for that bloke. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's literally on target for over sixty goals at the moment. I know it's nuts. So, um, like, if he has another reasonable bag next week, he will dead set be pushing for the Coleman. Yeah, um, it was the last time we had a, we had a full forward that was Lloydy <laughs> that was looking at a Coleman. Like, that's insane. Yeah, he's it's just a. I mean, it's a great football story. Yeah, Absolutely, so. it is. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if the GC would have liked a pair of twin towers. 
mm-hmm. there at uh, with the Max King kitty running around. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because you've got Lynch for Richmond kicking six and then Wright kicking six. Yeah. And they're the two ones that got that left goal. Yeah, case, exactly know. right. Like, oh. And, <laughs> mate, don't, trust me, it's probably the way the GCs run, mate, because it's they're coming down there. Lynch, I don't know, just Lynch is an interesting one for me. I'd... Not sure I rate him, but anyway, he's, he goes okay, I suppose. <laughs> he obviously but, goes okay because he k- keeps kicking goals. Yeah, but he yeah, does. I know what you mean. There's something about him. I you go look at him and worry every time I see he, him. I don't. I think he's just. Yeah, I think he's got a very good IQ on where to lead and yeah, how to I lead. Suppose. He's just not aerobically spectacular to watch. Why he's also got Jack Rewalt running around, who will take command attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. people will go to him and they'll be worried about him because Lynch will get a lot of one on ones like that. But Tussie Moore got towed up and it was kind of funny. To I say. was. Myself laughing at that just quietly, persisting myself <laughs> laughing um, at uh, Darcy Moore. Again, another, I swear, the first play, like Scrimshaw, Grimshaw, Jacksaw, Hacksaw, what's his name? <laughs> the little blonde noob at, at Collingwood that kicks like a, a goal or something on us. On oh, Ginnivan. Ginnivan, right? <laughs> Beginnigan, there was an old man called Michael Beginnigan, yeah. whatever his name is, right? Greatest player that's ever lived. If you listen to the media, he's had one good game of football and now he's the greatest player that's ever lived. <laughs> Him and Dusty are going to dom- – not Dusty um, – uh, Dugowie are going to dominate the world. Moore's had like a half of one good season as well and all of a sudden he's an old Australian brilliant defender. Mate, he is vulnerable as all hell to a decent full forward, in my opinion, and I was glad to see him tailed up. <laughs> Suffering right, in we jocks. Were, <laughs> we always resort to edgy Collingwood. I don't, care, I don't like Collingwood. I never like Collingwood. I know, but we're, we're going to get to Georgia. So, uh, Absolutely. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about the skipper uh, because I reckon we're all going to, you know, I'll actually say so. I think, I think fans have actually been good. Say it. Say um, it, Scotty. Say it. Because everyone, every, no one was into him after this game, and I'm glad because leading, he's look, he's playing his 200th game for the club. He's captain. Uh, I hope this week everyone pumps him up, and, and you know, I know there's, I know he hasn't got his fans, and you know, everyone has their individual right to their point of view. I love the guy, and I think he's in better form than what Peter people have been saying to be blunt. Uh, and he was in the coaches' votes. He was in my top four players on the ground. He had a, you know, he had twelve intercepts, more, way more than anyone else on the ground. Uh, he just positioned himself perfectly in this game. He had ninety-two percent efficiency. There's not much more <laughs> the guy can do. Um, he had twelve marks. Uh, twelve so- marks, man. Another twenty odd touches. He had twenty odd touches last week. Ninety-two percent accuracy for the boy. And again, even I'll admit that he's not the world's greatest field kick, um, but ninety-two percent accuracy. He's playing two hundred games of footy. It's the the. And did you see his uh, little comment after the game about? Uh, I love that from him. You don't usually get it. Oh, you can jam it. Yeah, you can jam it. Yeah, those people that didn't like the fact that we were smiling after the game, you could jam it. Ooh, that would have been. A, that's like a little, um, a little steam valve. It's very releasing. rare for height. Very, Dyson. very. It's so so the Mister. If Mr. you if you ever want it, you're right there. You're gonna have a you're gonna have Sorry, a burp. Or that's get, pretty disgusting. Um, what I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, if you ever want to know whether or not the previous seven six whatever it was rounds was affecting the boys. There's your man, right? That's the little, that's a release valve. I don't for think him. he appreciated some of nah, the commentary about no them way. smiling. I mean, even I, I went nuts on Twitter too. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you're running out of things to say when 
guys are smiling at training and you're wondering if they should be like crying out loud. Absolutely. Like it's your workplace. Like get a life. Um, uh, Darcy Parrish uh, and I thought both Parrish and Merritt are, I mean, terrific games. I thought both defensively did – I was watching them closely. I thought both defensively worked as hard as I'd seen them for quite some time. Merritt in particular on a few occasions where he did legitimate 50, 60-metre sprints to affect a contest. Uh, That just helps so much up the field. When when that's happening in the midfield – and, you know, I'll add – Dylan Shield to the pressure side because even there was a pretty crucial play where Newcomb was going to barge through and Shields and Newcomb's a very, very strong, even though he's young, he's a he strong is. kid, strong he's a powerful kid. kid. Yeah. And Shieldy's just really giving him a heavy, heavy tackle, brought him to the ground. And that's just what helps the, the defenders. It's just stop those stop plays, not, not letting him get through. I thought in the second half they worked really, really hard to make sure we could seal that win and help out the defensive group. Um, so, look, all credit to the midfield. I mean, they if you see the mid stats in the second half, they obliterated Mitchell and, and Amirez and all those guys. And you can, and you can see And man, they're the decent difference. names. As much as Hawthorne is inexperienced, their midfield, Mitchell, Amira, you know, these guys, they're not – anyone to just laugh at. No, so they're, they're, they're very good at getting their hands they're, they're, on it. Yeah, they're proper AFL midfielders. Yep. Um, so that that was a really, really good response. Uh, and, you know, you can probably even Jai Cobble in some cases, I thought he had a, a pretty decent he, – he had his he had six clearances in this game. So he, he just started to get more of what we thought we might get from Jai in, in, as far as clearance work. Um, and he had that kind of critical clearance – about 70 out, and we just kind of bursted through and then was able to get the ball to the boot and, and did a really nice pass to um, uh, to Midipita, which resulted in a goal. So that's, They would have learnt a lot, man. That yeah. midfield, the way they performed and the what they did, they would have learnt a hell of a lot. And it just shows you where the effort was required. Well, not yeah. effort, sorry, that's wrong. Where the, where the additional focus needed to be for this game, man. It was through the midfield. And when the midfield was defending in both directions, geez, man, we looked like a million bucks. So that, yeah. with Calders getting more hands on the ball and Merritt and Parrish back to their good selves, then we, we looked great. Now, I'm going to mention one guy. Yeah. And the insanity of this guy's performance in their first – his first seven games. I know we've played eight rounds, but he missed, oh. he missed one with COVID. Oh. Um, I think it's fair to say at age 20, because he's only age 20, the Essendon Football Club What's has his trajectory? genuinely stolen a top 10 pick in a draft. I agree. Uh, and and, and it's, it's not even overreacting or an over, over emotion. I mean, he's just a year older than um, Coxie and Perkins uh, and Reedy. If they're at that level next year. Oh, man. Like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, two goals, two, 22 possessions. But he thinks through the game maybe better than anyone almost. He, uh, the, Merit. Merit is Merit, the closest yeah. to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. To see him, you know, that, that there's that, that possession on the, if you're on the TV, on the outer side, where he, where he thinks through the game. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he's he's sorry, Grant had to do a cough there. Um, we had a, yep, we had a cough button thing there. Here we go. <laughs> we had a cough button, it didn't work. It didn't work. 
That's okay. Yeah, so you see him on the outer wing uh, and just see him look up um, and look three different areas of the ground to yeah. see what's the what's the best play to do. Uh, and at the last minute he sees right one-on-one and I'm going to lob it up to his advantage. Just to his advantage, like, that's the thing. To, to stuff like that for a, a guy just starting AFL. Playing his, what, fifth game or something? It's insane. Like it – I, I keep saying this every week, but I, I just can't believe we stole a guy like that. It's just you, you, you try and get those guys. So you, I mean, sometimes you tank to try and get a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. To get a, to get a top eight pick or kind of yeah. thing, and just to get him into your. But club. to get impact, yeah, yeah, so soon, man. Like to get sure he makes good decisions, and that yeah, means he's a good he'll footballer. He'll never leave the seniors. No, like he's dead set. He's in my first five players picked without a doubt. Because we don't have, you know, let's be honest, we're a club that doesn't have a lot of class. No. Let's just being honest. And I, the more I look at this kid, the more The more you realise we don't have a lot of players that have a lot of class. Bingo, but I keep thinking Mark McCurry. I look yeah. at this guy and go, this guy's as smooth as Mark McCurry was, right? Now, Mark McCurry was an absolute Cadillac of a footballer. Like he was just smooth as silk. But I look at... I look at Martin and go, he Scott Scott wants me to compare him to Scott Pendlebury, and I won't do it because it's insulting. But um, no, no, no. I th- I think he thinks of the game, but I, th- I think there's a cross between Carousel and Mercury. Yeah, absolutely. They've just like got a some time and smoothness and economy of movement, and then just execution. Mm. Like he could have missed that left foot snap that he that he he made there. I think in the third quarter he could have missed it. He could have um, he could have fumbled it or anything. But he was just so smooth, kicked it with the left boot. Like he's been in the comp for a hundred games. What a pickup! Thank you, Big Red Fire Engine. Yeah, it's just it, I know the mid season drafts coming up in a, in a minute, and Essendon hasn't got anybody, have they? We, we we're not involved no, in no, that. Yeah, no, we've got no spots available. Yet. Um, and it would have been a gamble at the start of the year. To I mean, Tex Wanganin, I think was a was a no brainer. You got to give that yeah. kid a go. Um, but Martin was an interesting one. Um, with a selection, you, you could maybe pick up somebody in the in the mid season draft. But wow, what a decision to go with Martin, mate. Then Dodoro will be just sitting back in his house in this preseason. Oh, sorry, the mid season draft section, and just going, eh, no, not not required. Thanks very much. I'll have fun, guys. I picked up the best. Could you imagine if you picked up Martin at the, in the mid-season draft? It would be the best selection in the mid-season draft, and we got him at the start of the year. Yeah, it's a huge get because we don't. We're trying to always in, in, build our depth because it's always been an issue our depth. Um, and to have you know, if Tex Wanganin works out, um, which he's kind of sense he will. In the yeah, end, I think he's got enough. Yeah. Um, it's just bonus players that you didn't even have to go through a draft that are coming in and playing senior footy. And it just – it's like when we picked up Snelling and all these kind of guys. You're just building your depth without having to use up draft picks. No wonder people like the mid-season draft. Like the clubs mm. like it and want it in the comp because if you can pinch a, a guy like um, Martin or if you can pinch – a guy that's going to give you impact into your team yeah. straight away, it's worth its weight in gold. You and haven't Sammy had to Draper wait. was a pretty similar situation, right? Okay. It, was, yeah. it was like a rookie, but, you know, obviously crossover soccer and, and, and that sort of yep. stuff. But we're, <laughs> we're pretty good as a club on getting those kind of scenarios into the – and actually being quite good talents. Uh, so it's um, – yeah, it's a, it's a good situation to have. So uh, I want to mention um, Aaron Francis. Uh, so interesting game. 
Interesting game. It's a uh, perfectly way to. Uh, it, he, for my understanding, was a very late call up. Yep. Um, uh, I can't say sorry what his last two weeks have been. It was revealed that he had uh, obviously COVID protocols um, two yep. weeks ago. Um, but there's a very good reason why he was out for the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. He was a very good reason why he was out last week. Um, yep. Nothing to do with historical stuff, uh, but a perfectly good explanation. So that's, oh, that's all I'll but say. Moving so, on, yep. Moving on, but was I, I wasn't able to train um, in these last yep. two weeks. I think he had one trains one session in the last two weeks. So just I think with fans, bear that in mind that he turned up to the ground as cold as, as a player could yeah. uh, with no no on-track sessions uh, and, none, and nothing to do with his fault. I was just about to say, yeah, that, that's a very good point you just make, is that one, one additional thing to the reason why he played could, didn't play last couple of weeks, it, it wasn't because of anything that he did that himself. Yeah, right? it, it was wasn't, nothing, nothing lazy, nothing no, like that. No, no, no. Um, he wanted, he would, he would have really would have wanted to. Yeah, it wasn't mental health issues or anything like that. It was just it, he couldn't play for, for a very good reason. Yeah, so... I understand his conditioning probably wasn't as an elite. And you could tell, like, I got, obviously I saw him, you know, blowing hard a few times and yeah. and he'll be, you know, the classic better for the run. He will be. I thought he did as good as with the prep, was the complete zero lack of preparation yep. as well. He, that he had, he actually could have easily kicked four for mine. Because um, if you remember, he did mark one out, 45 out. And the umpire just didn't pay it. Like oh, it was, yeah, I remember it was that. just a dead set mark. Absolutely, it was like a straightforward yeah. mark. Um, and then he also marked one out 40 yards out and then he sent it to Parrish. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Parrish blew the kick. Um, <laughs> but then he's kicked two himself. Uh, actually, there was another play too where the there was a uh, pass to Wright and Wrighty was all alone and he's just completely stuffed up the mark. Like <laughs> and like if you didn't know if you weren't at the ground, um his the the Francis man left him to try and get to Wright. So yeah. Francis was one out on the vault fifty all alone. So all Wrighty had to do was mark it, turn around and Francis has a goal, right? Yeah, yeah. So Francis actually could add four or five goals. He played a little bit better than I, th- than I think people th- thought. But what I liked from Aaron, and he obviously got told to do this, he recognised Peter Wright's importance in this game and especially the second half. Yeah. It wasn't working as well in the first 30, 40 minutes, I'll be honest. They got, yeah. in, they got in each other's way. Uh, and actually sometimes Wright got in each other Francis's way yep. too. Yeah, and yeah. vice versa. They weren't, But then they, it had clicked in the second half. And if you watch that game again, the amount of times Francis is blocking for right to make sure he has space, yep. boy, have I been calling him out for that. Um, Agreed. Because, because he's been double teamed and everything. And and Francis, uh, and, and giving Baldwin a bit of a shout out too, as the, as the second half as a group, they started to work as a group and, and they knew who, options. They knew who the star was yeah. and, and they worked around about how we could get him free. Um so I'd be tempted myself to almost play that system again and see because they've 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 done it as best as, as anyone's done it this year, which resulted in 100, I agree. 108 points. Yeah, I agree. So um it was so nice to see Wrighty going up against 
one on one, one on one, and, right? and you see how dangerous he's he is. ridiculously dangerous, man. Like yeah. no one's getting near him. I, I just lament the fact that Righty has to keep going up against three defenders or something like that who've come over because they know exactly where the ball's going to go, and Righty has to get crunched in between four defenders or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Whereas, <clears throat> sorry about the cough button. Um, the uh, the um. Other players were either blocking for him to give him some room or they were running in opposite directions and Righty could run by himself. So it, it's there were so many things that went right. So <laughs> many things that went, get it right? There's so many things that went right um, in that game because I don't know what the coach said or he freed him up or whatever he said that he was going to do. They actually did. Well, that, and, you know, it wasn't even just Francis. And when you have fast ball movement, you have, you know, and you create – Dare and create it creates overlap, and then the Hawthorne defenders aren't set up as well. Yes, you know, they don't have time to go yeah, back. That's exactly the whole point of why you don't us. go sideways. Exactly it, right? They, they, that key play where Heine just went right through the middle of the ground, um, and then you know was able to do the handball off and end up with a Perkins goal. You know that's what you want. It, it, and defenders are. Pack yeah, themselves. They, they pack themselves. They have no idea what they. Oh my goodness, the guy's going to get. Is he going to run all the way himself again? It just creates such doubt in the yeah. backline. And again, I said it before. I say it again. Our poor backline has had that all year. Our poor backline has seen the ball come out because they've done really well, and the ball then comes back in at eight million miles an hour, and they haven't had a chance to think, let alone actually go and reset the defense. And the ball keeps coming in yep. when when the ball's not being just randomly bombed by Essendon from outside fifty, randomly with the defense all nice and set up, and everybody can just punch. When the ball's coming in at a low height and righty's right to righty's advantage. We look like a million bucks. They did that. Geelong did that to us. They had all the time in the world to kick the ball to Tomahawk's advantage, to Cameron's advantage, and no wonder they pumped us. So it yeah. was it was brilliant to see. Now, uh, just heads up, we're going to go to a break, but after the break, we're going to have George and Anscowan on. Now, the VFLW girls on top of the ladder. Domination. 470%. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, they are. That is, like, yeah. oh, well, we're going to ask you that question when she comes on. Like, guys, seriously, how, how do you... <laughs> guys, eh? The guys, we got the colloquial guys. Um, girls. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure whether or not I can say girls. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but seriously, what, is, what are you doing? Uh, what what What's going on down there to have 473... <laughs> Percentage points, but no, we're, we're really excited to have um, Georgia on the show. Um, captain tonight. of the yeah, captain of the side, wearing number five. Absolutely, uh, first player picked by the uh, AFLW team for the club. Yeah, um, incredible honor. And oh, by the way, just an Olympic um, field hockey player is just on the side <laughs> as well. So, I'm uh, really excited to have Georgia. We'll, we'll have a chat to her when we come back. See you after the break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. On the line is the superstar, Georgia Nanscorn. How are you, Georgia? I'm very well. How are you? Very, very good. Look, I, I self-admission, I did get your surname wrong in the first segment, uh, which you've happily 
uh, politely corrected. Uh, so sorry about that. So if you hear the show again, uh, you know, you're traveling through the car and you're like, what did they say Nan Scowen for? Um, that's, uh, I understand that we weren't the, uh, we weren't the first and probably won't be the last, um, to do yes, it, Georgia. Certainly not the first. Uh, and yes, I agree. Probably won't be the last, but, um, <laughs> No, I always happy to <laughs> politely correct. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> now you've uh, obviously, you know, the VFLW program, it, it felt, it feels like it's just grown and grown every year. Uh, that's, you know, I, I was watching from the, from the first year, uh, I, I'm self-admission. I don't go to every game, but I've been going to at least three or four games every year. And you can just tell the program's getting more professional. Uh, the standards getting higher and this year, it feels like it's just this outpouring of, of, of girls who know each other, know each other's game. It's in sync and very, very driven. Uh, is that how you're kind of am, – am I right in saying that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head um, with, with, with that summary. Um, yeah, being, being part of the, the program for, for all but the first year. Um, with Essendon, it, it, that's certainly the feel that I've got, that it's it's really built um, over the years. And that's, yeah, huge credit to, um, you know, the program, the, the, the coaching staff, Brendan Major, um, who, who's our head coach, who yep. has been there from the beginning and the vision that he has had for the group. Um, and, yeah, as you say, I guess the, the group really getting to know each other well, we're, we've kept... Um, you know, a pretty pretty cool group through through the years, and uh, I think that's really starting to to show that yeah, we're 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 a close group. We've we've um, you know built together, and and yeah, it's all really starting to to come out on the field now. now sorry, that's great. Um, the sort of COVID put aside, it's been like I think this is the start of your fourth year or something along, uh, along those lines. COVID uh, sort of put aside. Um, when you started with uh, your coach and they sort of outlined the the vision for the team and um, how he wanted you to play and uh, all of those things that, that new coaches do, it, where are you now in that sort of in that journey for his vision? Because I mean, you, you look at Truck, he came in last year for the um, for the guys set a certain standard. There was a lot of fast moving ball handling. And then he's mentioned this year that he wants to concentrate more by foot um, and learn to get better foot skills and the like. So uh, three into your fourth year, where does, where do you sit in his plan? Is there, are you still sort of X amount of years into a plan or are you now really embedded the plan? And now he's just trying to sort of make you the best you possibly can. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're pretty well embedded in the plan at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I think we're seeing now that because it shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think I think we we're probably almost a little bit of a victim of having quite high standards for ourselves now, which which is a great thing. Um, but yeah, we're we're always going to be pushing to be better and better. But within the yeah the plan that's been set out from the start, um, you know, now it's the really fine tweaking yeah. kind of things, and yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, probably in the first couple of years. And, and it's probably not just at, at Essendon, but where women's footy was at, um, you know, the first couple of years were working on the skill development side mm, of it. Mm. Um, and before you can start moving the ball the way you want and, and with structures and patterns and all those kind of things, you, you need to get the skills skills down. And, and that's, um, yeah, probably something that's really developed in the last couple of years that's then allowed us to start being able to move the ball 
um, you know, in the way that that was kind of envisioned uh, mm. at the start. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been really exciting to see see how that's developed. And and I mean, this year, um, I guess you know, leading into uh, or having having the vision of an AFLW program coming into Essendon as well, we've we've ramped up our our professionalism again. Um, you know, we've introduced another uh, session. Um, in the week so we do three okay. nights um, we, when previously we'd done two and okay. I think um, particularly during the pre-season that that extra session um, on a Monday night um, has probably really fast-tracked that skill development because it just means we're, we're, we're at the club more we're hands on the ball more we've got more time with the coaches more time with vision and and all those things as well so um, yeah I think I think that addition of the extra night um, particularly this year has really helped with that growth Brilliant. Uh, you're on top of the ladder. You have a percentage that uh, you is couldn't. Outrageous. Is, is outrageous. <laughs> um, but I guess in reality, the last few years you came close to kind of final success. Is that underneath being discussed or is it just a gut feel within the group like, okay, with how you're performing this year, this is the year? Like there's a, a, as a quiet determination to go, you know, obviously previous years were close, but this is we're at a standard now that we have a self-belief that we can actually can go all the way here. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a quiet confidence. You know, we, we know that we know that we're playing, we're playing good footy. We also know we're, we're probably about to come into the, um, you know, the business end of the season where we are playing the other top teams on the ladder. So that will give us a real indication um, of where we do sit. But yeah, I, it goes back to how the program's been built over the last few years. In the first year, um, you know, the team won one game, and I think we're pretty well beaten every year. Uh, every game, sorry. The next year, um, we narrowly missed finals. Last year, we won our first final, which was which was huge for for the group and for the club. Um, and then this year, to yeah, to feel like we we certainly belong in finals, and we can give it a really really um, good crack. So. Um, yeah, we, we certainly that that belief um, in the group is there, and and I mean it's again it was something that that the Brendan Major would say you know, even a couple of years ago. You know, we want to want to be a team that's able to kick you know seventy plus points a game, yeah. and up until this year, we we almost maybe didn't believe that that was possible to do in women's footy and the way that we play and, and you know we're just like how are we going to do that and this year we've we've done it almost you know close to every week so um you know in that in itself we i think is a big tick to again the the vision that um that mage had at the start and and how we should be playing as a team and, and that's sort of starting to come to light now but we 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 got lots of questions for Georgia. Um, I, I wanted to just sort of uh, to jump back. Look, um, you're an Australian uh, women's uh, field hockey uh, player. Um, you were the youngest player to uh, debut at 17. 162 caps, 32 goals. Um, uh, the Wikipedia page hasn't been updated. Oh, has uh. it? I apologise because I am genuinely reading it from a Wikipedia page. Um, yeah, no, don't read the Wikipedia. See, my mum was meant to come on and change this on Wikipedia. Oh, really? How, many, how badly have I misplaced that? No mum's um, no, no going to change that when it reads that well. No, no, well, yeah. So so managed to get up to 205 games. Um, okay. Yeah, I was, I think, the oh. third youngest to ever play. Were you, um, were, you the first to, were you first to 100? 
The youngest yeah, to young, youngest to 100 and 150. Uh, okay. Yeah, so there are a few younger than me, but uh, yeah, and then and then and then a couple more games on top of that. So, and then a 2014. <laughs> we need to get on top of that, baby. <laughs> Mum, jump on that, way, please? Yeah. Uh, I'm too busy. I'm the captain of Footy Club now. If you could just do that, that'd be I'm great. I'm not going to edit my own Wikipedia. Page. No, no, that's, <laughs> you, know, more, you should. It's, be great. it's strange because Wikipedia says, and she's a lovely soul, and, and it's yeah. the most, that's well, so. fun, fun, funny. Like other funny story of editing Wikipedia pages. A couple of years ago, a couple of my teammates changed my height to. One, he was like one foot eleven or something um, <laughs> on there, and that was on there for quite a while, like to the point where my boss at the time and his wife's like, "How how tall is George?" Oh, and, you know, like reading the Wikipedia. No, that's not true. One like, foot. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> I, I will just chuck in there a, a Com Games uh, gold medal in 2014. Um, what I wanted to say was, um, so when you when your field hockey uh, career ended. Why the switch to um to AFL? Now I know I'm I'm, I'm going to get this. Is it a hockey stick? Is that how you refer to it? Yeah, it's a stick. Cool, right? So I'm just yeah. thinking clearly an incredible um hand-eye coordination, right, between the stick and the ball. And I know that you've you've got a ball in your hands with the AFL as well. But I mean, why not another sort of ball and I forget the what's the term? Like, is it another ball? Like, why not sort of say golf or tennis or something along <laughs> those lines, which would be slightly more matched? Do you have you always had a real love for AFL? Yeah, I think I think I've always really enjoyed football from sort of a young age. Um, like I remember kicking the ball with dad or you know, jumping on his back, throwing a balloon in the air and trying to spec him in the lounge nice. room. I still nice. don't think he's recovered from that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always really enjoyed football and kind of had a little bit of a family history with with footy as well. Um, with my my great great uncle winning the first Brownlow medal, so wow. um, there's, there's a bit of bit of family history there. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess it was never really an opportunity for me to play. You know, when I when I was starting out sport, um, Mum always said that if if I was born a boy, I would have gone straight into football, and that would have been it. But um, you know, hockey was the sport that sort of I fell into. My my mum's a hockey player, and, and dad was around the hockey club all the all the time. So um, from the age of five, I was straight into hockey, and and then it kind of took off all pretty quickly. Like from there, it was sort of no looking back. And um, yeah, I, I you know there weren't the pathways for female footballers, and it's yeah. probably something that's been said many many times from from many um, current you know AFL VFL players. Um, so yeah, when the opportunity presented itself that I'd finally, you know, finished hockey and um, was looking, you know, initially I was just looking to play sport for the love of sport again. I probably lost that with hockey yeah. um, towards the end, and and I just wanted to, you know, go run around and have fun again, doing something that was a bit different, and and yeah, it all kind of just took off from there. The intention was to go play down at, um, the local club in Perth, which is where I was based with the hockey team, and yep. which is what I did, and then. Yeah, went off. T- turned <laughs> into Lambert Pierce medals and um, <laughs> promotions to Essendon's yeah. AFLW team. Yeah, well, no, it's all uh, been a bit of a whirlwind. But, Is that, like, yeah. seriously, does that kind of freak you out? That, I mean, a club that's, you know, close 150 years old and you're the first contracted name listed female player for the AFLW that will, you know, in 50 years' time, they'll go, who's the first player that ever signed with Essen Football Club? Is that, like, <laughs> that would do my head in in a, in a positive way, but, like, wow, that's, like, yeah. really big. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's probably one of those things down the track will really sink in, and and yeah. and probably after all the all my career and sport and whatever's sort of done and dusted, something like you look back on as um, really being something quite special. I mean, it, it's it's absolutely you know a, a huge honor, and and probably yeah, the size of that doesn't actually you know, yeah in, in the mind at the moment. Um, you know, until we actually get out there and start playing and it all becomes real. And but yeah, no, it's 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 a massive honor. Um and when you put it like that, yeah, 150 years, um, such a proud sporting club. Um yeah, to be to be the first first yeah player com- committed because we we haven't even signed yet because that's not open yet. Players <laughs> committed, okay, yeah. Committed player, okay. The player that's committed to the club, um yeah, is 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 super special. No uh, I mean Let's face it, you thoroughly deserve it. So when I've gone to games, uh, and this is not to embarrass you at all, but I speak very sincerely, um, you're by far my favourite player Yeah, you're to a, watch. a dead set, a cut above. And that's not to put down anyone else, but just what, what I love in football, uh, your appetite for the contest, uh, What you're this year you're averaging 27 and 8 tackles, 27 disposals that is, just on the weekend, you've had 34 uh, disposals, uh, seven clearances, um, eight inside 50s. Uh, you've broken the VFLW record for most contested possessions on the weekend, which is 23. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no idea about that. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll text your mum to put on the Wikipedia page. So, okay. um, That's another record. Put it next to the Com Games medal. Which by, the way, which, by the way, broke your own record that you broke. Previously, oh, <laughs> so, uh, um, but you're an absolutely sensational player, and uh, I remember this one play, uh, and this was about I'm trying to remember who it was against. It was at the hangout. It was probably about two or three weeks ago, and it was like a six foot girl, uh, around about sixty meters out from goal, and you've gone to tackle her. And it was like, I think I texted Grant. I said, I think I saw the most vicious tackle that I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, you could actually hear the tackle. And like, people next to me were like going, oh my goodness. Like, and, and your legs were actually off the ground. You're like bear hugged her sideways and drew her to the ground and went, that's the best thing I've seen in any football <laughs> this year. And like, what, what's that inside of you? Is that just, is that, is that backyard with, with 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 your dad kind of thing is that just is this something that grew up because you're averaging eight tackles it's it's obviously something that's a part of you like wh- what's the history of that yeah look i maybe um <laughs> it's probably it's probably my favorite part of the game too like right from so the start of playing footy and and yeah coming from a sport where you you weren't meant to tackle people well but so, field hockey's um, no joke right field hockey's yeah. no joke well, yeah, but you, yeah, you don't, you don't intentionally. You don't lose, leave your feet and back them, which no, would be interesting. No, so the sport would be it, more it, better. They frown on that though, slightly. <laughs> they they, they yeah. do frown upon that. Um, so it's a bit different, but yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure where it's where it's come from, but it is certainly some like part of the game that I that I love, just the competitiveness and. Um, yeah, to, to get in amongst it, um, and maybe it's a, a bit of that freedom that I didn't have that kind of with hockey. I think one of the nicest things uh, about playing football and is transitioning from hockey was not to have to carry anything out on the field. It's okay. just like it's just me. I don't have to, you know, carry a piece of equipment. Like it's, I can just run around kind of freely, and 
um, that's something I've, I've really enjoyed. And I guess, again, like that transition from hockey and being able to be in a contest, like, you're like, oh, you're, you're you know, I'm, I'm not tall. So I'm not one foot 11, but I, I'm not tall. Um, <laughs> but being close to the ground and, and that's probably all those years of hockey and, and, and being up like in that kind of bent over position and with the ground balls and, um, yeah, the work in the contest is probably one of those sneaky transitions from the hockey side of things to, you know, to, to yeah. be in that sort of low, low to the ground position. But yeah, back to the, the, the bit about the tackling. Yeah, I'm not really sure where, where that come, comes from, but um, it's certainly a part of the game that I absolutely love. And um, yeah, I think in my first, in my first set, um, training session with Essendon in my first year, I ripped a girl's shorts and um after that, they signed me to the club. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, like, oh, okay, she, she, she'll go, she'll, you know, enjoy the contest. Let's have her on our side rather than the opposition. <laughs> yeah, Thanks very maybe. much. Yeah. So what, what you're basically saying is there's a few international hockey uh, women out there who are very, very lucky they went on AVL because you might have wanted to tackle them and you could have done it very, very well, but rules of hockey and all that. <laughs> Maybe it's all those years of you know frustration. Frustration not being able to that do you it, couldn't. You know? There you go. Now you can just now you can you let know, it yeah. rip. let go. Yeah. Hey, um, is uh, w- w- sort of when you played when you were um, in Perth and that sort of stuff, and you learned the game and you were starting to get involved in AFLW. Um, did, where did you play? Was it always in the middle or? Um, yeah. So I, I started with Swan Districts um, in Perth, and yeah, um, I was a midfielder then. Yep. Uh, but I only sort of played. It's probably seven or eight. If that um, games for the season, so uh, I, I finished playing hockey and um, decided to live my life a little bit. So I went travelling for sort of a month or so, um, and then came back. So I missed the first few rounds of the season. Came back, played yeah six, six to eight games, and then I hurt my ankle. So that was kind of um, it for the season. And then and then from that, I got um, drafted to North Melbourne um, AFLW in their in, in their first year. Um, and I was I was a small forward, and if you've seen me kick at goal um, this year, it's not one of my strengths. So small forward was was a tough position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know probably didn't didn't get a huge huge um, huge go at North Melbourne, and then went to Essendon, and and yeah, I guess they put it on me a little bit more to say you know where where would you kind of like to play? What's your preferred position? And and um, you know I said inside mid, and and so they gave me that opportunity there and yeah I'm very thankful for the belief that they had in me to play yes. to play um to play there and yeah I still credit sort of the coaches that I had um and, and still do have at Essendon that that put that belief in me from the start um to develop my game inside how is the club uh because you're in a really interesting period because it, I, I don't know I don't know if if there's any, I've been away <laughs> recently, but I don't know if there's been any confirmation of, of when a season might start for the AFLW, if it's August or September or, um, or it's yeah, next we're year. Not sure. um, <laughs> we're not sure. <laughs> but it, it must be an interesting period because obviously you're coming to the business end of this current year and, but you also know in reality, um, you, you're seeing some big signatures being signed by the club yeah. with, um, Prasparkas and G and Too Good and Sergeant and Gain and Alexander and so you're seeing all this happening and you're going. Well, it must be like this inner excitement. Where where do you see yourself um, going 
doing that kind of level step up and going, well, here's the areas I'm going to need to improve on um, to to make, uh, I guess, an impact in the AFLW. Because the competitive side and the inside, uh, obviously you've got down pat. <laughs> uh, where where do you see yourself in, in your game and go, okay, these are some of the things I'm going to keep working on just to, to better round out the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I still look at myself as a very, very young footballer like I've, I've yeah. kind of only played for the four years and and so I'm still I'm still learning the game um yeah you know the the, the, the patterns the, the the movement the um the transition from contest to contest uh I think you know the sea ball get ball bits you know that's that's kind of my natural bit but it's it's the stuff around that the transition um you know being very aware that when you know the transition up to the next level um you know, body craft and, and work around stoppages is going to have to go up another level. I'm going to have to be more creative with how I move players and, and how I can win the ball um, when when everybody else is, you know, another level up as well. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've always loved a challenge and and, I'm, and I always and I, and I you know, love to learn and and um, see how far I can go with things and and how much I can develop. So I, you know, I just have to go in with that attitude, I guess, that I always have is that, you know, I've, there's a huge amount of growth there and, yeah. and um, I'm going to soak as much of it in and, uh, as I can. And, yeah, as we transition into that AFLW program, um, yeah, the, having, having the, you know, the, that, that extra experience around me, whether it's, more experienced players on my team that I can learn from as well. Um, you know, uh, the coaching staff, you know, just trying to soak up as much as I can. Cause yeah, I certainly know there's a, there's a huge amount of growth still there. And um, I guess what I've, you know, enjoyed seeing is that I, I have had that growth over the last few oh, years for sure. Um, for sure. in my game at Essendon. Uh, I mean, it's only been this year that they just sort of taught me how to kick properly. So, <laughs> that, you know, that's, uh, that, that will always be something that, you know, there, there's so much room for develop, development and I think um, that's, the, that's the exciting part for me. And your kicking has improved quite a lot. Like you can see your, yeah. te- your technique is, has changed this year and you can see it, you go, oh, I've, you know, me as a fan, I'm going, I feel like there's a lot of confidence now yeah. when she's got the yeah. ball that's that, – that's Thank up. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was. It actually came out of a, a bit of a negative, um, not, not negative, but so at the end, end of last year or mid last year, I had a little um, sort of meniscus uh, thing in my knee, and and um, it, that sort of meant that it was going. It was in the pre, you know in the preseason, but meant that it would be a, a few weeks off, um, you know, off full training, and um, you know, major was able to identify that that has probably come about with my kicking action because I was very much self-taught um, yeah. and purely relying on, you know, hand-eye foot coordination. Um, the technique actually wasn't there. And, and so, you know, rather than using, you know, my, my hips and my, my glutes and my hammies to kick the ball, I would, you know, rely on my quads and, and that, yeah. I guess, that really sharp flick of the, the leg, which um, has over time built, built up and, you know, aggravated the knee. So to be able to strip that right back and we used those few weeks where I wasn't able to full train to literally strip back everything. And, um, you know, and he said like this, do you want to do it? Do you want to try to relearn how to do something? Um, 
know, like, you know, why not? Why not give it the use? This is the perfect opportunity to give it a go. Um, and, you know, I still know there's a way to go, but I can see the improvement um, from, from last year to this year, which, yeah, I guess is really encouraging and, and a huge credit, again, to, to Major for to be able to recognise that and, yeah, work with me to, to improve that. Excellent. Now, as as an Olympic athlete or an excellent Olympic athlete, you'll be no uh, sort of stranger to training. Now, it would be an incredibly difficult thing to make an Australian team and then to stay in an Australian team. I just wanted to know what what what's the difference between um, Olympic level um, field hockey training to AFL training? Is there? I, don't know, I assume there'd be more. Maybe there wouldn't be more cardio or more. I mean, there's obviously more physicality and that sort of stuff. But what, what's the difference in training, or has there been any similarities? Um, I get. I, I guess the main difference w- was more the level of um, professionalism or, or, or capacity we had to be. Like with the with the hockey team, we were full time athletes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't working. We were we were training essentially every day um, with. You know that that was our job. We trained in the morning, then went to gym in the afternoon. So it's probably more just the volume um, that we were able to do um, at, as professional, like professional athletes, and and then transition into football when you know we all work and you're only contracted. Well, in AFLW at, at the moment, and I'm sure it's up for discussion. But at the moment, it's you know contracted for 15 hours a week and. Um, in the VFL, you know, it's you know, you don't really, you know, you, you, just, yeah. you just turn up, um, you know, a, couple, a few nights a week. So just the pure volume of, of training was very different from you know being a pretty much professional yeah. athlete to um, you know working full time job and then training in in the evening. In, you know, and and in terms of the training itself, like there's always the similar same elements. You build the cardio base. We were in the gym. You know, a few days a week with hockey as we are with with footy as well um so there's actually there were quite a few similarities with yeah the actual and, and I think too the, the the facility at um, at Tullamarine is really going to assist. Considering it's it's like almost world class now, it's really going to yeah. assist that transition to um, more full time athletes in the in the AFLW yeah. um, uh, world. Um, so you'll have that facility to be able to go to as often as 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 is required for a professional athlete now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we we are certainly very very lucky with what we have at Essendon and it's probably one of the, the big selling points for getting you know girls along to Essendon is yeah. you know the facilities that we have and um you know the, the gym's excellent the the recover the recovery facilities that we have are excellent you know with the ice baths there pretty much as as you need and um and then you know even with the the indoor hangar that we have mm. um you know, it is again a great training tool for when you need to get the extra touch stuff in. And so, yeah, we certainly, um, you know, are, are very grateful for what we have as a club. And then, and that will, yeah, absolutely aid in the, the transition as it becomes more and more professional um, and full time, hopefully, in the, the next few years. Recently, um, Natalie Wood got, um, uh, I guess there was a, a big, Press conference and and she's um, she'll be the first uh, AFLW uh, head coach. Have you had much engagement with her? I'm assuming you have, but uh, how's that been so far? And 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 I guess in a, with a lens of setting up uh, your next year. 
yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a few few chats and, um, you know, again, she also, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a, an interesting position. We've, we're sort of touching it, you know, at the moment there's the VFL program playing out and we're sort of transitioning into finals and then with the vision ahead um, of, of pretty quickly moving into the AFL W program. So, yeah, we're, we've absolutely had chats about a, a few um, different bits and pieces and um, some things that, you know, she's identified in my game that we'll we'll work on. Um, I touched on earlier with with some of the yeah you know, the craft stuff. Um, I bet you she didn't uh, tell you about tackling. I bet you she said you're all good there. <laughs> oh, we haven't we haven't touched on tackling yet. Yeah, but, yeah there's um, a reason for that, uh, Georgia, because <laughs> you're exceptional at it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, she's she's also had you know obviously a huge um job to do in the like since since coming on board as, as the head coach. Um, uh, you know. She, she's a, now a full-time role at Essendon and um, has been also experiencing uh, working with the men's team as well. So, uh, you know, she, she's had quite a lot on her plate to, you know, you know and then also the list, manage, um, you know, list management talks, you know, staffing talks, um, while also still being fresh to Essendon and, and learning what, you know, Essendon as a club is about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, certainly looking forward to, to continuing to, to work close with, with Nat and um, you know, getting the best out of myself and 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 uh, um, the best out of the group as well. Well, you've got uh, some huge games coming up. You're playing the top three uh, in the next. Yeah. So, who, just to tell ev- the audience, um, uh, the where and when's next for your next game. Just uh... yeah. So so Hawthorne, uh, we play Hawthorne, who are currently sitting second on the ladder um this sunday uh i believe it's at 11 30 at fox hill um yeah. so we've got the next next couple away we then we then play the saints i think it's on the saturday um and that's away as well and then we we finish against casey um on the, the 28th of may uh, at windy hill so finish at home um, nice. and it will be our first and First game at Windy Hill because we've been playing at the Hangar for That's true, all yeah. our yeah. games um, previously. So it's kind of nice to, you know, it's obviously a lovely ground and, um, you know, very historic and oddly, um, oddly and shaped. Nice. Yeah, oddly shaped, yeah. cold oddly, showers. Oddly shaped. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, cold showers. Cold yeah, showers, the, um, musty, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, the, you know, yeah, the grandstand's obviously great for spectators and, yeah. and yeah. it will be kind of nice to finish the, the, the season then and then. Yeah, um, transition into finals and and who knows what that might bring. So domination. Um, well, <laughs> that's what it's yeah. I mean, bring. that would that that would be nice. Um, but yeah, certainly know that the next you know, as we sort of said after our last game, um, kind of our finals really starts now. We play yeah, yeah yep. the, the top three teams, and um, I think that will give us a really good indication of where we sit as a group. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting that those challenges um, lay ahead. Well. Uh, look, I personally uh, can't recommend enough to to head down and go watch because uh, it's really really exciting. It's it's like um, it, you're seeing Essendon jumpers dominating teams, and that's always my fun part of life. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, no, but it's it's really cool, and and you know you can see you can see the joy in the group. Like it feels like you know from afar. You know, you never really know, but from afar, it feels like a really tight knit group that that has learned each other's games in uh, just small things. Like they spread so hard uh, when there's a mark, and and just all the small things you just notice. You know, all this group's really in sync. Like they're all they're all knowing where to go uh, in certain areas and certain 
you know, if there's a mark and, and uh, so it's, it's really actually cool to watch. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. So I can't recommend enough to and, for fans to go down. And just on that subject, Scotty and Georgia, I was, Scotty and I were at the hangar one time and I think you guys were playing, I can't remember, might've been St Kilda or something. We were watching a training session and the, um, the women's team was about to come on and, and play and you, you all, you all ran past us um, at uh, heading to one of the ovals. There was a lot of very serious faces. When Scotty <laughs> said you, you can see the fun you're having out on the field, there was no, there was no smiley faces. There was all very <laughs> determined looking people. And I must admit, I, we've, we've said this a number of times on the podcast that there's get down and, and watch um, these women play because there is an, entirely new Essendon football club um, playing um, in the jumper and everybody should get down like you'd especially considering how well we're going at the moment uh, as, as a men's team but I, I, one of the things I, I, I it really struck me on how determined um, the women were that ran past me um, and then like you said Scotty when they get out there and they're playing you can see the smiles on their faces they're having a ball so it's really encouraging and especially when you're when you're the men that we've been following for so long that they're not having a they're not having a real fun time of it it is really nice to see smiling faces in Essendon jumpers and absolutely dominating as well. So it, it, it's it's really encouraging from a supporter's point of view, Georgia. It is really nice to see a whole nother Essendon team out there um, a whole, wearing Essendon jumpers and playing really good footy because ultimately as a, as a fan, we just we want to see the Essendon footy club doing well. Men's, women's, doesn't matter to, to us, especially at the podcast. So it's really it's really encouraging from a fan's point of view to see you guys playing really well. So what from a fan's point of view, we want to say thank you to you guys for going out there and, and tackling six-foot women sideways <laughs> and dra- dragging them to the ground for us and, oh, yes. and beating teams by at eight million points. So a massive thank you to us. And, and if you can, pass it on to all the other girls from the lunchtime catch-up that we really appreciate the, the, the work you guys are doing. When I say guys, I mean obviously the women. Um, the, the work you women are doing and it's – um, it's an incredible um, sight to see a whole nother Essendon footy club out there playing. So thank you very much from us. No, I mean, I mean, thank thank you so much. Um, that that really means the world uh, to hear that because you know internally, yeah, it, it's something that we've really built and and we've we've tried to pride ourselves on. You know, having having that balance of really just loving what we're doing mm, and and loving yeah. playing playing with the group because you know in the end that's why we should all do it because we we enjoy it and we, yeah. we enjoy footy and we enjoy the group and um but yeah also being able to switch on and 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 have that determination that yeah we, we really want to win like that's yeah, no that's fun that's fun too so <laughs> um yeah i just yeah no, really really appreciate um those words and and that that people can kind of see that from the outside as um yeah, it means a lot to us that, that that's sort of coming across. So, oh, it's it's, it. it's been another joy, personally. Me, I I love my footy, and it's been it's been so joyful to to watch. It's a, and in all fairness, you play a really entertaining brand of footy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the, the growth scoring the so many points a game. Great. So yeah. it's, it's 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 a it's a really entertaining yeah. brand of footy and fast. It's kind of fast ball movement footy uh, that, that that takes the game on, and and it's just exciting to watch. So, uh, can't recommend it enough. So, thank you thank so you. much, Georgia. It's it's been absolutely awesome. We've been talking about you for like the last month, uh, saying we should be <laughs> we should be getting her on. Um, so I'm so glad, and you know we actually want to invite kind of few few of the members to come up. 
to come on and, and start having that engagement back and forth and yeah. and for people to get to know players. Uh, so yeah, thank you for for coming on and and we look we just sincerely wish you all the best uh, in, in the upcoming weeks and, and hopeful finals, which pretty obvious finals, but we, we wish you uh, all the best and when I'm down I'll, I'll promise I'll, I'll come say hi and just say hey please do podcast host I'll just have a maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, but no, yeah it, it'll be good to see you in person and just and say hi and um, and yeah and, and so you can see me on the sideline cheering you on. No, absolutely. Uh, it sounds good. And, yeah, once again, thank you very much for, for taking the time to have a chat. And, um, yeah, absolutely, the more we can get the, the girls out there and, um, yeah, give, give us that little bit of um, little little bit of publicity, um, you yeah, know, I, I think is really, really good. So, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Our pleasure. Have a great night and good thank luck you. this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Georgia. Thanks. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, a massive thank you to uh, uh, on, a, on to uh, Georgia Nance Gorn um, for joining us on the podcast. Awesome. Uh, she is awesome. I, like, you're, uh, really well-spoken. You can understand love why. Her as a, yeah. Love her as a player and, and a person even more. So I'm so, so glad I could have a chat to her. And, um, uh, yeah, just just so cool. So awesome player, so good, such a good person. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really rad. stoked that we can get people like that on this podcast. Like to to to, to lift the profile of the AFLW um, team, the VFL and the AFLW team. Um, we we really like the fact that we can get um, someone like Georgia on the show. Yeah, for me, I yeah, I really enjoy watching it. And you, you know, for people who don't know, most of the games are streamed live also on YouTube. Uh, if you don't know, you can watch the games. If you can't, you know, if you live interstate or anything like that, YouTube actually has the games on live uh, through the VFL link, uh, VFLW link. So I highly recommend. It's a, it's a, it's a. They play a great brand of footy. Yep. Okay, so let's. Speaking of VFL, the guys played. Uh, and the guys' team also played the VFL against the Hawks at Windy Hill. Uh, Didn't now, go well. <laughs> now, obviously, that was a fairly uh, dire situation because as a reflection of the seven changes that we have made in the, in the AFL, yes. all the VFL good players got ripped out and, yes. and, and played, obviously, uh, in the game, so um, I mean, including both Hurdies, they, they weren't they weren't there anymore. So uh, yeah, so um, no, no, both Hurdies ended up playing the um, the, oh, the they game. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, so look, there's I won't say there's too much to report. Uh, they played really, and they actually played the third quarter. They actually played really well. They actually won the quarter. And if you saw how inexperienced, you've never seen inexperienced DC in this side. Uh, it was quite. How did a, they actually field one man? Like oh, oh, that's just amazing. They do have connections with local leagues and that, okay. that they, they can pick up. So it was a very inexperienced side. And you know, I know people say, "Oh, you know," in some things there's no excuses. This one's a genuine <laughs> because <laughs> Hawks had a much much more uh, better experienced team. So. Um, it is what it is. They obviously went down by close to 100 points. 
Um, they actually won the third quarter by 14 points, which was a bit odd. Um, but they, they came out, they, they scrapped hard and they did as good as they could. And, and I actually thought Alex Hurd had played pretty well. He had around about 10 disposals. He had okay. a kick, kicked a goal. Um, he had six tackles. Not bad for the young he's, kid. It's a couple of games in a row. He's not doing too bad, the boy. So, uh, yeah, Tom Hurd uh, was fighting really hard. Uh, Waller, look, Waller couldn't get in, couldn't get into the game. Um, so I don't really, you know, I don't really know where he's at. Um, but he, he, he doesn't feel like any way that there's senior footy around the corner yet for him. Um, and I don't know that they're rushing him either, to be quite honest. No, no, it doesn't nah. feel that way. So, uh, it, this, you know, Alistair Lord played a reasonable game. Uh, Cody Brand actually recovered really well. He kicked the, uh, his opponent kicked five on five on him really quickly. And it looked like it was going to be one of those, Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But then, you know, that was towards the end of the second quarter, he kicked his fifth and the coach still said, no, Brand, you're going to remain on him. And then he didn't kick a goal after that. So Brandy really tightened up hard okay. and, and beat him in the second half. So if you saw how much ball was coming down, it was actually fair effort. Uh, so, I mean, that's a re- I know people can say, oh, there's eight senior listed players, but when you're talking Hurd and Brand and Josh Eyre and, and these guys, they're, they're and very, and Alistair very Lord, young. They're very young. They're, yeah. uh, and, you know, they're, you know these, these are 18-year-olds who are coming off COVID years who didn't yeah. play much footy in yeah. junior. So it's, it, was, it had that really kind of young, young, young feel to it. It's, it's so completely it is, it's, extraordinary it a little bit. It is what it is and then yeah. just – Wait till the game's over and that you move on. So yeah. um, difficult time for them because they haven't they haven't won a game yet. So difficult time for that whole program. So uh, they, you know, you do. I will say this: outside of that result, they really got to get that program up and running um, uh, pretty quickly because you know there's obviously a lot of guys like Tex winging in that who who. Who they need some support. They so, need time in there. Yeah. Like they need they need time in a in a a better supported program. Yeah, right? I mean Josh here playing full forward. I mean you you got to have him some more inside fifties for the guy. So yeah, uh, so yeah, it's just you got to you know that program should be one of the main focuses in the off season. That's my, personally my view, and funding it more and 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 supporting it more and and trying to get better talent in, into that. You know, I mean, better talent, VFL talent, not Essendon listed. You need, we need better, we need another six or eight uh, Atleys because you've only got one or two that are really, you've got Ben Jolly and Atley. You you haven't got much else to, Fitzgerald maybe, but you haven't got much else to rely on um, to, that can help the, our younger uh, draftees. So that needs to radically change in my view. So uh, look, besides that, uh, it's been a really long show, so I'll wrap it up pretty quickly. But yep. thank you, everyone. Uh, good to be back from Fiji. Good to be uh, yay. Uh, at right at this moment, Grant is stroking my pet cat. Yep, uh, who's taken over the seat in the up, podcast studios. Podcast I'm standing seat. up doing the podcast at the moment, and the very lovely Cougar Dugaburger is sitting on the uh, on the chair being just patted. Said, just kicked him off. So Absolutely just kicked him that's off. That's how cat operates. Massive thank you again to uh, Georgia Nanscorn. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. So 
Let's see how we go. Sydney this week, Saturday night game. Uh, we'll, Grant will probably come over and we'll watch it on the TV and do it. Absolutely. An, so we'll do our normal instant reaction after the game on Patreon. If you don't know, Patreon, we have a Patreon service. Yep. We, we do two or three extra shows every week. We do a Thursday team selection show and a Saturday, after the, Saturday night after game reaction show and then one or two little extras here and there. We do a few VFL odd shows here and yep. there with Paul Cousins. Patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catch up. Come and check us out. That's all the plugging I'll do. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night, and we'll talk soon. Bye, guys.